by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 13 The Grove Astralis. Vertrialis glanced back to see the abbot watching her enter the enchanted forest. While they didn't share much conversation during their journey, Vertrialis knew that their motives were aligned. The path outside Daroke wasn't remarkably notable. Grass on both sides of a dirt path led to the Grove Astralis. The path was not very well worn, as only foot traffic went into the forest daily. There were no marks of carts, horses, or other signs of merchants and commerce. She walked along the path, taking stock of what was on both sides. The vegetation was a dark, lush green and not the vibrant, colorful flora that it was in the past. The canopy cast a massive shadow over the floor, making it almost pitch black save the few rays of sun poking through the branches. The ground crunched beneath her feet with the dead leaves decomposing slowly. Her skin crawled as she continued on through the area. The shadows of the trees, combined with the lack of any noise or ambience, made her feel uneasy. She could sense the essence of Phallus within the area, but it brought her little comfort. An eerie presence was contained within the Grove Astralis, and with every step she took deeper into the forest, it became more prominent. With her head covered with the emerald hood, Vertrialis glanced out to the sides of the path as she continued along, hoping to see some form of life. Finally, after several minutes of walking, Vertrialis was able to make out a pair of soft, red eyes coming from several feet back. There you are, she whispered, seeing the silhouette for a dryad prancing through the forest. She turned her head forward and kept moving, though her path was immediately stopped. In front of her, in the center of the path, stood a hulking bear. His fur was mangy and his eyes glowed red. Vertriala stood still as she watched the bear breathe slowly, locking eyes with the creature. What are you? She pondered quietly. The bear stood up straight and lifted his arms into the air, revealing his massive claws. Definitely not friendly, she mused while reaching onto her back and removing her staff. The two kept their eyes locked on one another for a few more tense moments when the massive beast dropped to all four paws and charged at the high priest. He lunged forward rapidly while Vertrialis twirled her staff forward, projecting a large emerald ball at the chest of the bear. Prior to him leaping forward in the air, the emerald ball made contact between his ribs. The bear collapsed to the ground and whimpered while Vertrialis held the staff out, preparing to project another ball at him. The bear rose up to his paw slowly, hurt from the attack but snarling quietly. On his chest, the fur was now green and covered in moss. The beast growled loudly with Vertrialis remaining still. She locked eyes with the hulking creature again when the sound of chittering coming from the sides of the path grabbed both of their attention. Vertrialis shuffled her feet while the bear appeared panicked. He backed away slowly down the path away from the high priest as the bushes beside the path began to shake. Vertrialis planted the base of her staff on the dark ground, summoning forth vibrant green grass around her feet. Once firmly emerged, several shadowy dryads leapt out from the brush and toward both the massive bear and Vertrialis. The four-legged creatures emerged from the brush, snarling with their eyes glowing vibrantly red. The dryads revealed their sharp claws and swiped at the bear, digging into his flesh and forcing him to flee into the woods. They lunged forward toward Vertrialis, but upon reaching her meadow, were turned away. The dryads, flailing their arms in anger while Vertrialis stood proudly, screamed furiously. They were unable to harm the high priest, and she was now able to see who was truly inhabiting the Grove Astralis. Your essence still belongs to Phalaris creatures. Your corruption prevents you from entering a pure meadow. 
The Dryads continued to try and penetrate the meadow, but once their black skin touched the sunny meadow surrounding Vertrialis, they turned away in pain. She held onto her staff in her left hand and began her march down the path again. Dryads continued to attempt to invade the small meadow surrounding her, but to no avail. She was able to walk down the path unabated, and after several feet, the Dryads turned and entered the brush. The borders to the path continued to shake as Vertrialis walked along the path, alerting her that the corrupted Dryads were still close. After several feet and nearly an hour of travel, Vertrialis finally emerged from the path and entered the deserted village. The stone buildings that made up the residential section of the village had long since been demolished, succumbing to age and the lack of repair. The paths that once marked the rounds in the village had grown over with lush, green grass. The trees still shrouded the village in shade, just like the rest of the forest. In the center of the village, in shambles just like the rest of the stone buildings, sat the former temple to Phalaris. Four statues of the god of Flora still stood along the former path to the temple, with two on each side that led up to what was once the door. The archway at the edge of the path had crumbled, along with the center of the three walls. However, the fourth wall at the far side of the building still stood, along with the altar that still had the insignia of Phalaris prominently displayed. In the center of the destroyed buildings, on her knees and lost in thought, was Drusilla Whisperleaf. There you are, announced Vertrialis from several feet back. She was still weary of the power the god-touched possessed. Though her own power had grown since their previous encounter a few days prior, she knew Drusilla was still stronger. Are you here under your own volition, or were you sent here? inquired Drusilla without turning to face Vertrialis. She remained on her knees with her head facing the ground, almost in prayer. Beneath her knees, small vines wrapped around her extremities through the black soil. I think you know that answer, Drusilla, replied Vertrialis as she kept her distance. Had it been my decision, I would have simply left you to Vestia's judgment and the fury of her champion, but our god had a different fate for you in mind. Drusilla smirked and nodded slowly. I'm not afraid of either of the Mertrons, High Priest. Vertrialis scoffed slightly. And why is that, Drusilla? Do you believe your powers are greater? I do, Drusilla affirmed quickly. Vertrialis planted her feet on the ground as Drusilla rose up from her knees. She turned slowly to face the High Priest with her eyes still glowing vibrantly. I believe my abilities have surpassed any other god touched on Dunai, High Priest. Vertrialis blinked her eyes slowly once she locked eyes with Drusilla. If your abilities are so fine-tuned, Drusilla, why don't you tell me what is wrong with this force? inquired the High Priest. Drusilla chuckled and shrugged her shoulders. I have quite a few theories, Vertrialis, but I've yet to settle on only one, she began. I've been here many times over the years, and each time the corruption gets stronger. The last time I was here, the corruption had fully engulfed the forest. The insidious power of another god touch defiled this once beautiful sanctum. I'm very aware of the story of Wertosh. We can skip that part, Drusilla, interrupted Vertrialis. Ah, but there is more to it. There are parts to the story that I am still learning about, continued Drusilla. Following my departure from the Grove Astralius, after Wertosh had long left, the people and the creatures came back to life. Within their essence, the corruption of the Grove Astralius spread. Vertrialis scoffed and shook her head, already knowing how this story ended. A magical item was retrieved from here and brought back to the village of Daroke, and would then return to the forest. Vertrialis's eyes opened and her head tilted. Excuse me? Drusilla laughed and nodded. There is a force at play here that is connected to some old power. Vertrialis exhaled softly. Since entering the Grove Astralius, she had come into contact with beings that appeared to be possessed by a foreign power. She had no reason to not believe Drusilla, but she had ample reason to not trust her. 
The murder of Tangent Gertrons was still fresh on her mind, especially having witnessed Drusilla perform the act. Why do you suddenly care about this forest, Drusilla? asked Vertrialis. Drusilla squinted her eyes slightly at Vertrialis. You had centuries to come and cleanse it of whatever evil has infected it. Why are you choosing to do so now? Drusilla's smile vanished and was replaced with a cold scowl. I've always wanted to do more, but I was under the impression that the Order of Phalaris would take care of whatever arose here. Vertrialis laughed openly. So you believe it was our responsibility? She prodded. You felt it wasn't your place as a god-touch to fight the battle for Phalaris? You were a god-touch servant, a personal soldier for the god of Flora, and you expect us to fight the battle? I expected this order to do something, countered Drusilla sharply. I expected in a few centuries something would have been done to cleanse this forest, not cast it off as a lost cause and a waste of resources. Vertrialis glanced around. The forest appears to be thriving, though perhaps not in the manner our god intended, she stated harshly. If you were so upset with the creatures who were roaming here, you should have taken it upon yourself to deal with them. The creatures are your responsibility anyway, right? Drusilla sighed softly as the ire grew within her. They are, and I realize that it is solely my responsibility to deal with them. The Order of Phalaris will not, continued Drusilla angrily. I know just how powerful I am now, and I will rid the forest of this corruption. Vertrialis listened to Drusilla and tried her best to understand what she was saying. Tantric took a detailed account of your life, Drusilla, explained Vertrialis with a coy grin. I won't lie that it made for great reading while coming across the sea. Vertrialis smirked while Drusilla remained stone-faced. Between what our god, Phalaris, told me and what was in that tome, I knew you had an affinity for this place. Drusilla's expression broke at the sound of Phalaris's name. So our god told you I'd be here. Vitrialis nodded slowly. He did. He said you would always come here when times got hard. Drusilla smiled and shook her head. That's not entirely true. Then what is the truth? inquired Vitrialis. Because I was trying to figure out how I could cleanse this sanctuary of the filth that has possessed it, she said abruptly. While I was hoping the Order of Phalaris would handle cleansing this beautiful area, I was left to handle it myself. Every few years, I would return here and try to remove the hex that covered this once majestic and beautiful forest. No matter what I tried to conjure, it never worked. I could never remove what possessed this forest and the aura around it. Vertrialis closed her eyes and took in a breath of the cool air. Listening to Drusilla was giving her hope that she could be converted back to the light side of morality, but she knew she would have to say her words carefully. She smirked and shook her head. That's most unfortunate, Drusilla. Perhaps you will never possess the power to rid this forest of its corruption. Drusilla breathed heavily as she listened to Vitrialis lecture her. Fury filled her as her eyes began to pulsate. Speak your next words carefully, High Priest, she threatened. I ended your predecessor's time as High Priest prematurely, and I will do the same for you. The two stood still and stared at each other as the tensions rose. Drusilla clenched her fists while Vitrialis held on to the staff firmly. Their eyes were fixed on one another, not budging until the sound of the brush swaying loudly disrupted them. Drusilla turned first to see them being joined by dangerous creatures. Dire bears seethed Drusilla as she watched the five beasts emerge from the forest. Vertrialis turned to see the mangy beasts, identical to the one she defeated before. Those things have names. Drusilla laughed as she opened up her arms and exposed her palms. Of course they do. They are creatures of the forest, just like the dryads and the nymphs. Vertrialis shifted her eyes toward Drusilla. 
I beg to differ, God-touched, countered Vitrialis angrily. The creatures of Phalaris are not as rabid and violent as these things. Drusilla chuckled at Vitrialis's ignorance of the forest creatures. Just because they didn't begin their servitude with our god doesn't mean they do not obey his creeds. Vitrialis sighed loudly. How do these things obey his creeds? she inquired rudely. They are protecting the forest, just as the dryads and the nymphs are, explained Drusilla calmly. Vitrialis shook her head vehemently, disagreeing with Drusilla openly. That's impossible. Bears do not have any allegiance to a deity. Are you sure about that? inquired Drusilla. Are you sure they're not capable of devotion and servitude? Vitrialis exhaled loudly, unsure of what the answer was. She never considered neutral creatures, those who simply roam Dunai from creation. Hundreds of beasts were created from the void to provide sustenance to the others of Dunai. They were created by Dahar to fuel the other creations of essence, who would eventually fuel the gods. Perhaps, though to be fair, I've never once considered it, she admitted. I suppose since everything was created from essence, then they may have the will to serve another. Drusilla smirked. Every creation of essence, both plant, animal, and man, has the capabilities of serving another, so long as they have the will to do so, they can serve. So are you saying the dryads who attacked me earlier are also protecting the forest? inquired Vitrialis harshly. They attacked the bear who also happened to attack me. Drusilla took a deep breath and averted her eyes away from the high priest. I wouldn't say that all of the creature's interests are aligned, she muttered. Every creature in this forest has been corrupted by Wurtosh and whatever magical item has them trapped here. The bears, wolves, birds, and especially the dryads and nymphs. What of the treants? inquired Vitrialis, referencing the other magical creature that was loyal to Phalaris. Drusilla shook her head. There are none here, at least not yet. I plan to change that. Vitrialis stood still with the beast still standing away from them. You plan to change what? asked Vitrialis coyly, hoping to pull out what Drusilla's plan was. I'm going to cleanse this forest, High Priest, and then I will make it my sanctum. I will turn the Grove Astralius from a meadow filled with corruption to a land where the creatures and followers of Phalaris can live in harmony. Vitrialis closed her eyes and hung her head. We were all living in harmony in Telerafel, Drusilla. Were we? Did Tandrickson help into the forest when they required it, or did he simply leave the creatures of Phalaris to suffer at the might of Talagus? Asked Drusilla sternly. She glanced down her nose at the high priest with the mangy beast still holding their ground. Sounds of chittering and growling were growing on all sides. After a few more brief moments, more creatures emerged from the brush and the forest to surround the two followers of Phalaris. From several feet away and forming a circle, creatures with their eyes glowing a vibrant, red hue appeared. They snarled loudly and growled ferociously before beginning their slow, steady march toward their target. Drusilla and Vitrialis glanced over each other's shoulders at the oncoming danger. Drusilla appeared calm, almost stoic, as the creatures made their way toward them while Vitrialis had a sense of panic about her. Do you have any ideas? chirped the high priest as she gripped the staff firmly. You said you think there is a magical item that is controlling them. Do you have any idea where it might be? Unfortunately, I haven't discovered it yet, nor can I confirm that it is actually here, replied Drusilla. Vitrialis turned toward the creatures as they slowly lurched forward. She glanced across the meadow at all of them, seeing several dire wolves and dire bears lined up beside the dryads and nymphs. I suppose they've put their differences aside for now, quipped Vitrialis. Perhaps they see us as a common threat. Drusilla smiled menacingly. Perhaps. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis.
For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.